in a world of questions. Two nerds with microphones <laughs> make up the answers. And discuss the intersection of everyday life. Oh, man. Y'all should have seen Ad. Ad. <laughs> Butchered it. I don't care. It's, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. We're having fun today. We're That's having right. fun today. We're having fun. Welcome to the podcast where today... <laughs> this is... This is Adam. This is Kelly. I'm very caffeinated. Uh, A little bit over. <laughs> and t- today's podcast is called... Kelly loves Shelly. Skelly. Skelly. <laughs> That's not right. Everybody's like, well, we're done. Of uh, Kelly loves Skelly, as in Jack Skellington, as in arguably, in my opinion, one of the greatest holo- uh, like greatest holiday movies ever, and arguably, in my opinion, the best Halloween movie ever. Wow. Now, first, f- first off, <laughs> last week. I thought we said that Kelly loves LeBron. Yeah, um, still do. Yeah, choose one, Kelly. Choose one. <laughs> if you ask my wife, if my husband was going to get a tattoo between LeBron James and Jack Skellington, hmm. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I would never get LeBron put on my body. But Jack Skellington, maybe. Maybe. Okay, that's creepy. <laughs> it's always Halloween. Because it's uh, Halloween. Death, death, Halloween, death, death, Halloween. Uh, if you don't like singing, uh, especially bad singing, uh, you should turn this off <laughs> this right now. This is not the podcast for um, you. And don't worry, we'll get back to basketball and LeBron James next week. Uh, <laughs> True story. Um, <laughs> nah, I, I love I love this movie so much. So, Adams, what, what's your favorite Halloween movie? All right. So, I jokingly said this when Kelly said, all right, we should do one on our favorite Halloween movie. I'm like, yeah, mine's Ernest Scared Stupid. And he's like, bro. You're now disqualified from everything. <laughs> I award you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> y'all y'all Another should see great my movie. face. I was like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. Who doesn't love a story about trolls that can only be defeated with milk? I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen Ernest Scared Stupid. I've been there. That's like when you get older and you rewatch Gremlins and you're like, this premise is so stupid. Like, <laughs> this is, don't get them wet. What? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Don't feed them after midnight. I'm like, uh oh. Don't expose them to, to direct sunlight or to bright lights. Like, <laughs> A cool dry, leave them in the basement, you a just, cool dry place. You just described every cat that's ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so Ernest, Ernest Scared Stupid is yours. Uh, no, not, not for real. Like, not okay, for real. okay, so as, as a full confession for real, I have trouble picking a, a favorite Halloween movie because, like, from the time I was, like, three, my mom's like, you know, I don't really get into these, um, you know, Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, and that kind of crap. I like Jason and Freddy and Michael Myers, so that's what my three-year-old is going to watch. So my entire sensitivity is really seared. So, like, Halloween isn't a Halloween movie to me. It's like, you know, a Sunday after church movie. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Hey, kids, you want to watch a really good wholesome movie about redemptive arcs and people overcoming challenges in the forms of machetes right <laughs> to enter I, jason Voorhees. Cha, cha, cha. 
I love that the cha, cha, cha. the <laughs> the movie called the Halloween is literally not a Halloween movie to you. Right, for real though. Cause like, I mean, uh, I'm like, what? I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you know, we didn't, we did not bring up, and I was joking with you about this before we started recording, but how nobody talks about, you know, Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin, right? Right. Because we don't count that Charlie Brown movie. No. We don't. We, the Christmas I, movie. The Christmas, everyone watches. When we start talking about Christmas stuff, right? Like, it's Christmas Charlie Brown? We will, we will. Oh, yeah, because Linus's monologue. Wow. Is legit. That's the stuff. Right. Um, and also his slingshot blanket is <laughs> hands down one of the best. But back to Halloween. Halloween. Um, uh, y'all, I'm laughing so much because I love A Nightmare Before Christmas so much from the little children that are employed to go kidnap Santa Claus and their <laughs> song to how they kidnap the wrong one and the Easter Bunny pops out like terrified. <laughs> Uh, to Oogie Boogie, to, um, you know, all the characters in Halloween Town, to um, just the style of... of uh, I'm not the biggest Tim Burton fan, by the way. I know some people who are like, they follow that man like a cult. Like, they just love everything Tim Burton. It's because the first two Batmans were awesome. Yeah, but, like, even for me, though, like, as Tim Burton-y as they are, they're not really Tim Burton. Like it's all it's it's Beetlejuice and a Nightmare Before Christmas, and then I think even didn't he do Alice in Wonderland with Johnny Depp? Yeah, I think he did. Like the those like uh, now Batman Returns is very much more Tim Burton-y. It's got some more of that vibe to it, but it's trippy and dark, and like the weird color palettes and and the designs and the shapes. Um, and it's not Joel Schumacher Batman. <laughs> We're talking about a Halloween movie right, right there, right? But 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 but. Uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas, in my opinion, is just an excellent film, even from the music to the the animation is fantastic. Even um, the critics like it. Right. I mean, Jack Skellington like goes anything. from, like, cute, cutesy, like, round head to, like, fang creepy guy. <laughs> like, like, right? And uh, hide your kids. Um so it, it's just just as we as we kind of discuss um, that movie and and I think too like from where that intersects with like faith right is uh, you know growing up the way I did I mean I wasn't in a household that was like anti stuff like I mean I played Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons and when Harry Potter came out I read all the books right we weren't like a it's it's witchcraft like but but at the same time like I didn't have intentional conversations about um, commonality within faith and, and kind of like those formational, those foundational kind of thoughts. And personally, um, I think there's so many movies that you can do this with, but A Nightmare Before Christmas for me has a lot of really um, very tangible things that we can intersect with faith um, that I think are applicable to, especially things that you and I kind of see people dealing with now. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think it's a fantastic movie. Because we all have monsters in our lives that are filled with cockroaches. And if you pull their thread, you can... <laughs> Pretty sure Weezer had a song about that. You, you mean for Christmas, you're going to give your kids a dead uh, rat hat? 
I'm just kidding. He replaces it with a bat. <laughs> it's like, no, use this bat instead. No, you can't use that. That's been dead for far too long. Uh, I <laughs> remember the the scene where uh, it's supposed to be the like the Jack in the Box. Which, by the way, time out real quick. I know, like, and this is the thing that's so great about this movie is you all, you talk about Christmas and Halloween at the same time because it, it's both. Right. Um, but, like, who on earth thought stuffing a clown in a box on a spring was, like, a good idea for a present? Yeah, that, that was always bad. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's Nobody like the, wants a Charlie in the box. <laughs> but it's, it's like a worm, like, chasing the kid around the house. And I was like, oh, that's a nightmare I've had before. <laughs> so, true, true confession, though. So... I, I don't have a whole lot of phobias because, again, mind and soul was seared as a child against things that are supposed to be horrific. Yeah. So I'm not afraid of, like, things that are jumping out at me at the dark or of, of demons or zombies. Well, zombies a little bit creep me, but clowns. Like, and, and not just, like, you know, scary, like, ooh, demon clowns. No, no, like, regular clowns freak me out. So there's two, I have two theories on that, by the way. So one, um, and not to like totally derail this into like serial killer, like freak out, but John Wayne Gacy's the originator of who ruined clowns for everybody. Well, yeah, but like even apart from but, him not knowing him, I'm still. <laughs> I'm glad you don't know John Wayne Gacy. That would no. be. We're he's like my friends. best friend. <laughs> like uh, he's on my top eight on MySpace. You old people get that. Uh, <laughs> um, he's on my wall. Um. But secondly, like, there is this thing, right? Um, so uh, with kids, uh, where their understanding of how the world works and how human beings are, right, when things look unnatural, it, like, bothers them. Yeah. And clowns don't look normal. They look weird. It's the same thing with some kids. Like, some kids can't do mascots. Yeah, because, incongruous. Right, you have like the inflated head and the small body, and it just doesn't look right. And so there's just, a, as they're learning how to process through that, it, it does a thing. And so for you, like, yeah, man, clowns are, they are unsettling. They are unnatural. Yeah, your face isn't moving. Why is your face moving? Wait a second. <laughs> like, nope, no thanks. I'm going to keep doing that laugh until you start shaking. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's traumatized Adam episode. Yay! You know my my, but I pass that on genetically to my youngest child, who when she sees mascots or people dressed in suits, mm -hmm. freaks her out. Yeah, I mean it, it is a. Uh, you know, it, 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 there's just something about bodies should move a certain way, mm -hmm. and people like it's not that they have to look a certain way, but like. If you see, if, if your brain is trying to process that and it's like just a very unnatural thing, it's creepy. Um, and, and there is nothing natural about a clown. Remember this, children. Clowns are always evil. And you should apparently attack them with baseball bats if you see them. That's what we learned from <laughs> Please the don't. That's Christmas. called assault. Don't do that. Uh <laughs> Once again, apparently my, my moral <laughs> compass has been uh, apparently readjusted. Under that clown mask is Jason Voorhees. Run! Uh, Run! Look, it's my cousin It, not the cool one from Adam's family, like the scary, creepy clown version. From, from the Stephen King. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, Tim Curry. <laughs> Who did you see the new one? By the way, the I saw it? the first of the two new it. Okay, how was it? Because you're a because you're a yeah. horror buff. So I like love Stephen King books, and I've read Stephen King's It, which I don't think really is good for adapting into. It's film. such a. It's got so much bad stuff in it. There's so much really horrific stuff in it that even I'm like, oh, so that's a line. And and bear in mind, so when I say that, you know, like I don't understand like what is child age appropriate and stuff, uh-huh. like my my kids will come and say, Daddy, can we watch this show? And I'm I have to turn to my wife and go, Hey, honey, is this okay? And she's like, No. And I'm like, Okay, kids. <laughs> Apparently the Walking Dead is off the table. <laughs> Apparently eight year olds Apparently eight year olds and six year olds should not be watching that show, so the more you know. Uh <laughs> So Parent of the Year award goes to Adam's wife. Adam's wife for <laughs> for saving her children from serious serious counseling later on. <laughs> so with the first it, I thought that, you know, it was it was a good movie, it was a scary movie, but it didn't have the feel that made me connect it in any way with Stephen King or the book. Yeah. I did not watch the second one, which is supposed to be the second half of the story. I think that's one of the hardest things, right, about um, fear, right, and and tone and how you shoot a movie and how you write it, right? And when you do a lot of special effects stuff, because let's be fair, right, like I, I love Tim Curry. People are like, really? Like, why do you love Tim Curry? And I love Tim Curry for two reasons that have nothing to do with his most popular movies. Muppet Treasure Island. Muppet Treasure Island is fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's how I grew up. Uh, but secondly, like, I saw Tim Curry as Scrooge on Broadway mm. in A Christmas Carol. And that was, like, one of, like, so, so spoiler alert, uh, being from Jersey, I was really spoiled as a kid. Because our field trips were, like, to places like the Museum of Natural History and, and Broadway. Uh, <laughs> like, I got to see Tommy, the Who play. And, like on stage for a field trip like like super spoiled right but watching tim curry be scrooge i had no idea about rocky horror picture show or it or um what's the other movie he's in that's not super scary uh pretty sure that's all he's ever done he's done other movies too no i'm pretty like a villain somewhere else but yeah, yeah. So, but but I didn't know about any of these other things. Those are my exposures to him, and I thought he was awesome, right? Um, but him is the it clown. Like, is it is he's another layer of creepy. Yeah, as Pennywise, he is. He is really super creepy. And the guy who played him recently is really good. Yeah, uh, Skarsgård, Alexander uh-huh. Skarsgård. But but so much of the. It's almost like we're desensitized to some of that stuff, but like when you, when you, there's a balance between um, uh, letting the audience participate in creating the fear and doing it for them. Mm-hmm. It's why like Super 8 by Spielberg was so good. Yeah. Because you didn't know what was going on until the end, and then you were like, oh, the movie's ruined now. Okay. Uh, whatever. Uh, it's why Alien is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Yeah. Well, and you and I both know, like, there's multiple scenes in there where you're like, 
okay, whatever. But when that thing comes off the wall in the escape pod, even now it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Every time. I'm like, where is it? Where is it? And then it starts to move. I'm like, I don't see it again. This is like eighth time watching this. Uh, but right, like, and, it's, and it builds like the the bleeping on the radar and everything else. And it like with Curry was like suspense and then payoff and suspense and then payoff. It wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't jump scares. Well, and it's, it's a lot like the shining with Stephen King. Like, like granted Jack Nicholson's one of the creepiest human beings on the planet, but he like takes that into a level of, uh, before we get back to Jack and the kids appropriate (laughs) Halloween movie, uh, I, there's a clip of Jack getting ready to axe the door. Yeah. And they film him with the axe in the other room, like amping himself up to go do it. And then they film him from behind. And you hear her screaming from the other side. And it's 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 so bone chilling. Like because you only see that you only get the scene from him talking to her through the, through door, the door, right? Like yeah. but you don't see like it, he's prepping himself to like do the scene. Mm-hmm. And then he comes running through the hallway with the axe and he just starts hitting the wall and banging on it and screaming at her. And it's like, it's a whole different perspective. Uh, and I'm like, oh man, that's creepy. <laughs> uh, now I want to see that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get it to you. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> Kelly and the Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, I think one of the, the major themes here, right, is uh, misunderstanding misappropriation. Uh, and, you know... There's so many characters that uh, that do this. Uh, one, obviously, the number one guy here is Jack Skellington. Like yeah. he he is having a crisis of identity. <laughs> I'm going to be Sandy Claus. That's not how that's. That... It's not even his name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be you, except not you, but you. Uh, and and because he's lack like there's something amiss in his life. Like there's something he's missing. Um, he's not whole, right? And so he, uh, <laughs> he misappropriates, but he misunderstands and he, and he does what, and I think it's a fantastic backdrop for, you know, American culture and consumerism in the sense of I'm lacking if I fill this void with something else, then I'll be whole. And it goes catastrophically wrong for Jack. Yeah. Like it does, not only does it not work out, like it, it really doesn't work out. Like, Oh my gosh, the gifts are trying to kill the children. <laughs> like the the clown jack in the box with the knife chasing the kid down the stairs, bro. <laughs> Mistakes were made. That's <laughs> it, Farquad. Like, some of you may die. <laughs> that is a sacrifice I'm, I'm willing, willing to, to make. make. Um, and so he he's you see this in him throughout the movie, right? Where he he gets elated. Like there's an emotional high he gets, right? So he's he's walking through the woods because he's just depressed because he doesn't want to be the pumpkin king anymore. He's like over Halloween. Yeah. And then he stumbles on the doors, um, and and he goes to Christmas Town. And uh, I I was singing this to Adam before. Yeah, I was trying to sing in the office. And uh, the what's this, right? <laughs> and he's like, they're throwing snowballs instead of heads. And and, <laughs> and I just love it. But he he's just in. Awe. Uh, quick side note. It's one of my favorite things about being an adult and choosing to submit to the wonder of children. Mm. 
Like Jack has this awareness in this moment where he's he's in awe. Like it's something he's never experienced before and it's just flooding him with, he's like, what's this feeling boiling up inside of me? Like it's awe and it's wonder and it's good. And he's coming from like, you know, decapitated heads and voodoo dolls singing uh, town. Like it's all like, it's dark and it's it's violent and it's and it's all these things. But like children have this, thing about them where it's we joke as adults like the world hasn't destroyed your sense of awe and wonder yet but i i think even just to kind of parallel it to jesus for a second and this is why i think jesus one of the reasons jesus constantly refers to children and says why can't we be like why won't you be like the children like be in awe be in wonder and so jack jack goes from elation to okay then i can i can take this and make it my own thing and then it doesn't go well, and then it goes well for a second, and he's elated again. And like, there's just this vicious cycle he goes through in the movie. Um, and and it ultimately, it ends up okay in the end. Um, Thanks to Sally, a rag doll. I love Sally. Especially because she poisons the guy all the time. <laughs> She's constantly like, <laughs> trying to poison his soup. Uh, but, but also in, in, in the perspective of Jack, like... Um, I think that's one of the things just to parallel it. And I want to get your thoughts on this of there's a delicate balance, right? Between being self-sufficient and self-aware, um, and self-loving and also like letting the people around us do, uh, use their gifts to also love us and receive that love. And Jack, for whatever reason, like Sally is, not infatuated with him in an unhealthy way, but she like deeply cares about him mm-hmm. and he is completely oblivious to her and these other people who just like adore him. Yeah. And so he, you know, it's, it's, but because he's not whole, he's trying to go find it. And then at the end, we know like it's a combination of all the things. Like he, he is, he and Sally like become a thing and, right. And he and he receives the love of everybody else, but I think that's an interesting backdrop for where people kind of struggle. Is no, you don't you don't live off the adoration and love of other people, but at the same time, it's I think it's good at times to do like an inventory of what you actually have before you're like counting what you don't. Yeah, that's really good wisdom there, Kelly. I completely reject it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> more Jason Voorhees. <laughs> more, no, but no, I think that's actually uh, that's that's really good stuff. Of we so often are, are are so fixated on if I can get this one thing, this one thing will fill my hole. That we forget all the other things we actually have, and and I would also say that we also forget all the other times that we were like, you know, if I just get this one thing, it's going to fill this hole. And we get it, and it doesn't, so we kind of cast it aside. And then we go, okay, well, maybe it's the next thing. And there's, there, there, there's never enough things. And Jack, Jack does this, this process where he's really excited, but part of the validation he needs is that everybody else gets excited. Right. So he, he and again, like he's, and, and, and this is, I think, the other thing that's so interesting, like faith-wise, where... You might not have any kind of nefarious plan or sinister purpose behind trying to get other people on board with you and the thing you're excited about. But there's a balance there of 
and Jack's own issues because of his place of influence in his community, he manipulates a group of people and something that they, they're not, they don't have a problem with who they are. They're like totally cool with like all the decapitated heads and doing Halloween town and scaring everybody <laughs> all the time and how they live. And Jack is like, no, 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 no. You're lacking. Yeah. This isn't good enough. You need, you need to want more. And even for him, like, I think there's this validation he gets from them also. Um, and there's a, there's a weird power dynamic there because nobody wants to say no to Jack because he's Jack Skellington. Yeah. He's the pumpkin king. He is Jack. Um, and so you're going to have one of the, like, the, the swamp thing, fish boy in the, in the town well. It's going to speak up <laughs> and tell Jack, like, hey, I don't want to do that. Of course not. No. Everybody's going to get in line. I did not expect to bring that up. Like power Man, dynamics. Like, wow. <laughs> but, but yeah, so it's. See, I thought I was going to be the one getting all serious <laughs> and melodramatic today. But. And, and it's really cool too, like in kids movies, right? Where, uh, and I don't even know if you call Nightmare Before Christmas a kids movie. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Um, in case you're wondering, listeners, my wife says no. <laughs> she won't let me watch. Let me watch that with the girls. So there you go. There you go. Um, but kids process that differently. So, like my son, who's watched it, uh, don't tell your wife. Um, <laughs> Get Kelly. He's the bad one. Um, but Kelly's processing through that was like, oh, Jack's sad. And he's trying to figure out how to not be sad. And so my son, who is his, who the way that he is, he's a compassionate person who wants everybody to be okay. That says, that's his own personality, right? So his lens is from there. My lens is from, don't you abuse your power, Jack. <laughs> and, and I get it. You're having a hard time, but you don't get to take that out on everybody else and like uproot their way of living. And so even then, like, that's one of the things I love about kids' movies is um, they challenge our understanding of emotions and those types of things in very innocent, like, simplistic ways, but we interact with them from our own informed positions. Like, I'm 35 years old, so, like, the way that I understand power dynamics even in the last 10 years has dramatically shifted from being a kid in a house with a dad Mm -hmm. And that's the only power dynamic I really like, yes, you go to school and yes, you have, you've had babysitters and, and you've stayed at Nana's and Papa's and Grandma and Grandpa's, right? Did you just say babysitters? Babysitters. Um, but, but you answer to mom and dad. Right. That's your power dynamic, right? Yeah. And so um, that's interesting. And I think that, you know, it's another fascinating thing is how do we view the films today versus when, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas came out in 1993. Oh man, you can't. So he like right the 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 coin the phrase like we couldn't make that movie now. I mean, you absolutely could make that movie now because, in my opinion, uh, they are making a sequel. By the way, in case you're wondering, it's apparently in the works. Uh oh. I mean, as long as it's all the OG people, I'm good. It's like when they started talking about Princess Bride too. I was like, don't you dare! You can't do it without Andre. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> No one expects a Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> it's open. <laughs> like, uh, but 
<laughs> no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> Don't gamble your life away with a Sicilian. Or don't gamble with a Sicilian when your life is on the line. Never ah. go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> it's not a land we're in Asia. Um, but only slightly less well known. Ha ha ha. Dead. Um, yeah. Oh, man. I... But I think, you know, these things, they, they, they do change. Now, one, for, for those of you who are listening that, that are going to respond to us at, you know. Don't the, email us. Don't email com. us at, <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, the, there are other Halloween movies like Hocus Pocus that you do watch with kids that you watch differently as you grow up. Oh, yeah. And well, you see different things. Have you rewatched Hocus Pocus? Every year now. Oh, yeah. And you're like... Oh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character is incredibly problematic uh-huh. for young women. Like, she's gross. Yeah, there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, wait. Kelly, close your eyes. Like, you can't watch this part, kids. We haven't purposely watched Hocus Pocus, which is funny. You're like, hey, we can watch Nightmare Before Christmas. It's fine. Um, that, but I think that's a fun dynamic. <laughs> your family can't watch Hocus Pocus. My family can't watch a Nightmare we would, Before Christmas. We would totally watch it uh i just um here's here's why though i remember as a young man how i felt watching hocus pocus i Ah. think that's kind of what i'm and i have a son yeah right so so i'm like i haven't watched hocus pocus in oh man i don't know it's been i'm so old now it's it's more than like 20 something years but I still, like, as we're talking, I remember her character. Yeah. And I remember, like, as a young man, like, being like, <laughs> she's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, isn't the main character boy, like, 15? Hold on. <laughs> Questions. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, Way but- to ruin it for everybody else. Well, we, we, could, we could do the same examination of a nightmare before christmas there's some really problematic stuff like uh you know sally's owned yeah by by creepy guy um dr finkelstein dr frankenstein um so jack skellington doesn't understand christmas and tries to make it about what he wants it to be which is interesting because he takes something that is its own thing and then he perverts it out of his own desire for it to be his own thing. So when he says the whole thing, like I'm going to be Sandy Claus. And I loved what you said. That's not even his name. It's <laughs> Santa Claus. Um, but he doesn't even take what they did and then honor it. No, he totally perverts it. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 you didn't do your thing. Right. Let yeah. me do your thing yeah. better than you could do it. Yeah. It's, it's a, that's a really interesting dynamic. Um, yeah. Y'all, if you go on YouTube, there's an electro swing version of the Oogie Boogie song, and it's it's so good. <laughs> you need to listen to it, because uh, the the Oogie Boogie song is. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I watched The Nightmare Before Christmas, and the Oogie Boogie scene came on, and I was like, "It's just a bag." Oh, what? <laughs> like he's creepy. Uh, it's got weird things coming out of, and he's rolling dice, and I'm like. It's like a voodoo man. What is what? What's happening here? 
And Whereas I was like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> I survived Jason Voorhees. I could survive this. Um, but I think just to, just for to kind of um, tie it to, to faith stuff, right? So Oogie Boogie, for whatever reason, has severe and serious influence, even though he's locked in a, like, cage. Yeah. Right? The... the uh, <laughs> Kidnap Descendy Claus, throw him in a bag. <laughs> like, like, uh, that whole song, like you hear the kids. I don't even know if they're kids. That, that might be a little bit of an, a stretch. The, uh, the smaller monsters. They're really scary. <laughs> Chop him into bits. Wait, hold on. Like I was, I was listening to it on the drive-in today. I was like, <laughs> this is really scary. Like throw him in the ocean and see if he will cry. <laughs> like what is this? Um, I feel like maybe this isn't kid appropriate I, after not all. Not at all. Uh, it's also though the things like uh, it's why we love kids movies, especially nowadays, because they all of those jokes go way over the heads way of the, of the children, right? So, um, but like that song, Jack, they are loyal to Jack, and they're off to go do what Jack has requested of them, and they shift. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be on Oogie Boogie's bad side. So if we go bring Oogie Boogie Sandy Claus, he'll reward us and he'll like us. And I think that's a fantastic faith backdrop to um, how many Christians do you talk to that they think that's how God operates? Oh, yeah. Wait, did you just say God is a burlap sack with cockroaches coming out of? You're joking. You're joking. (laughs) Well played, sir. I think that's a good take of how often do, and, and we do, right? We, we look at God and we're like, okay, so I, I know that I screwed this up, but please don't smite me with your smiting stick of smitery. No, dude, that's Jeff Goldblum. You got him confused. <laughs> or is it Jim Carrey? <laughs> Smite me, almighty oh, smiter. Uh, but in, in, in that's, a, that's such an interesting dynamic for me as well because that's a consistent theme amongst people I know that believe in God and people who don't. Right. For whatever reason, there seems to be this very consistent understanding of God that God is this angry God who is waiting for you to just step out of line. It is colossally disappointed to you. It's just waiting to punish you. Yeah. Just sitting at the computer with the finger on the smite button. Just mess up. Just come on. Uh, Had a bad day at work. Just let me do it. I'm like... I'm on a roll today, man, with weird, obscure movie references. Well done. Uh, Clash of the Titans, the OG one. Wait, wait, wait. Like the the claymation The really OG bad one? one. Oh, I love that Do you remember one. the scene like, where Zeus takes the clay version and then crushes it and then they die? Yes. Like for, that's people's understanding of God. Well, because we also get a vision, a, a visual of who God is from Zeus. <laughs> Zeus. In case you're wondering. Uh, yeah, so, so but... But there's this like, um, like Oogie Boogie can't hurt them. Oogie Boogie's locked up. He's not getting out. Even in the movie, he doesn't get out. He's stuck. Yeah. The second movie is gonna get out. Watch. Oh, I bet. Called it. Pay me, Disney. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is a Disney movie. Is it? I believe. No, I'm wrong. Everything's owned by I the have mouse. Oh, to- <laughs> 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 hail the mouse! <laughs> I'm probably wrong. I thought it was a Disney movie. Now we have to find this out. Hold on. Oh, the tension. No, no, it's not. I'm wrong. 
Touchstone Buena Vista pictures. Uh, Shall become a Disney movie. Of course. And, you know, there are two kinds of movies out there, those that are owned by Disney and those that shall be owned by Disney. <laughs> but, but right, so like it, it's, but they, they want to be on Oogie Boogie's good side. Um, and they're motivated by fear. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like my interpretation of the song. So um, I think it's important for us, and, and I loved your note here. You said, who are Oogie Boogie's? And the way I would contextualize that for you, listener, is where are we like as Christians or people of faith following God because we want to make sure that we're on God's good side and God doesn't destroy us? Um, because that's a flat-out lie. That's not, that's not, that's not a help. I don't want to say that's not right because like I don't want to like make you feel bad but, uh, or encourage you to feel bad. I, I, would, I would frame that in the way of like that's really harmful thinking. I will go out there and say that's not right because I want you to feel the freedom that actually comes from the one who says, no, no, I love you. This is how great the love that I have lavished upon you is. I call you my kid. Yeah. Oogie Boogie don't love you. Oogie Boogie want to eat you. Oogie Boogie don't love you. <laughs> Need that on a shirt. Oogie Boogie don't love you. Um, so here's a here's a... Here's one of the things I love about A Nightmare Before Christmas, right? Like, uh, Jack is broken. Mm-hmm. And then Jack's brokenness gets visited upon everybody else. And other things get broken. And other things get broken. And so there's a, there's a great question here, I think. So how do we redeem broken things? <laughs> I just I pointed at Adam. I was like, go on. pointed at Adam. And, and Adam's like, oh, oh, oh. Um, I feel like the answer, though, is we don't necessarily do it ourselves. Like, the, 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 the Sunday school response, of course, is, Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. Duh. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, for real, I mean, And yes. then. <laughs> so, we do it by walking with. And we do it by walking with. Christ, we do it by walking with each other as we walk with Christ. Um, you know, in in the movie, it's it's not Jack doesn't he has this epiphany while he's in the cemetery and rekindles his love for Halloween Town and throwing heads at each other instead of giving them in boxes. You know, kudos. Uh, but it it takes more than Jack to to fix the things. Right, it it takes, uh, it takes Sally. It takes uh, the other inhabitants of Halloween Town. It takes Sandy Claus. Sandy Claus. And and by the way, uh, my, my 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 last little joke question is: Would Santa Claus or Sandy Claus forgive Jack, or would he punch Skellington in the face? Bonus points for any of you who know what Saint Nicholas did to the heretic Arius to earn that joke from me. <laughs> Helpful so, hint, he punched him in the face. <laughs> Here is, I think, one of the... the um, and we're kind of coming up to the end of this one, but here's one of the fundamental issues I think we have when we ask questions. And, and I baited everybody that's listening, so you pulled the wool over our eyes and then you told us we were wrong. Yes, uh, deal with it. Uh, you can't get me. I'm on the internet. Ha ha ha. But... Um, 
we strategically, I strategically read the questions, how do we redeem broken things? Because there, there's, there's a couple things from a, from a Christian Orthodox perspective, right, that are true in that statement. So the assumption, I'm making the assumption as I'm asking the questions, that you are aware that it is not you who fixes the thing on your own. It's that God has invited you in God's power to help you, and God does the fixing, but invites you into the process of being fixed. Yes. Okay? And so, fundamentally, what I think we struggle against is we don't replace the word I with we enough. Mm-hmm. Well, what do I need to do to fix this? Um. Not as much as like, okay, God, what are you doing to fix this? Where do I get to participate? How do we fix this, right? right. Um, and, and you follow the prompting of God in that, and then God does it, and you go along for the ride. The part that you get to participate in, the thing that you get to participate in as an individual is the admission that you need help. You get to admit to go, hey, God, this is broken. <laughs> like, this toy doesn't work. <laughs> and, and then God goes, okay. And so God needs us. I wouldn't say needs, but Advice. in the sense of like, but God is waiting for our admission mm. that we need help. And then God is able to fully come in and fix things because that's how God has decided to work. Not because God couldn't just like snap God's fingers and be like, I'll fix it. Like, but... I don't make my kid do stuff. You sound like a terrible parent. Nah, I'm actually a pretty, pretty fantastic dad. Uh, but and a humble one, <sighs> the most humble. Um, <laughs> Kelly the other day, he was like, "Hey, dad." I'm like, yeah, bud. It's like, what are you good at? I said, humility. <laughs> the best. I'm the best. <laughs> uh, More humble than you realize. <laughs> dad, what's your superpower? Humility. Um. But in that, right, like God's invitation to us and how we, re- how we redeem broken things is, is literally the admission that we don't, that we need help, that, that we come to the end of ourselves and we realize that like, okay, like my own understanding of this is not, I need help understanding how to do this. Um, so God invites us into the admission that there's an issue, the admission that there's a problem. Um, and this is one of the reasons I love Sally's character so much is Sally is this consistent voice of reason, wisdom, affirmation, encouragement. And I think Sally represents um, a fantastic, I mean, besides trying to poison the doctor, although he kind of deserved it. Cook for me, slave. Kill him, Sally. Just just throw him in a ditch. Uh, Fair. Put him down there with Oogie Boogie and let Oogie Boogie eat him. Like, we're done. Uh, <laughs> we're done with this. But as far as it is with Jack, right, she represents this love and consistency and safe space for Jack to be himself, right? This is one of the things that's so fascinating about their dynamic is Jack is more vulnerable with Sally than he is with anybody else in the film. Like, he's legit, besides zero. Yeah. Zero's dumb. Um, but but he's, he's vulnerable with Sally at times. And, and I think for us, like, um, closing thought here, I think one of the things we can pull from this movie is we need more Sallys. Christians, our call is to be more like Sally. It's, it's, she's not a pushover. She's not, um, 
she's not like a she's gonna blow smoke at Jack and just tell him everything he needs to like she has opinions and perspectives and yeah is direct right like there's there's necessary change that she's encouraging but um she's incredibly patient and long-suffering and uh supportive um and I think we would especially during the Halloween season where I can't wait for all the Facebook posts of we don't celebrate Halloween in my house. I'm like, then I don't need to cool. <laughs> like I, you know, don't make like why, like uh, I can't tell you how many times, man, I get like, you let your kid dress up for Halloween. I'm like, you don't, I dress up for Halloween. <laughs> like, right. Uh, <laughs> um, dressing up today for our youth party, uh, <laughs> for, for Halloween, but, um, be, be more like Sally. Let's be more like Sally. Adam? My closing thoughts is, and that is why Ernest Scared Stupid is the best Halloween movie. Because you don't have to think. You just got to throw milk at trolls. <laughs> got to throw milk at trolls. I love the scene where he's like, you didn't think I would find my act at this time of year because they said the only thing that can defeat the trolls are M-I blank K, and he didn't get the word, the letter L. Because he's Ernest, and Ernest always does the stupid thing. <laughs> so in other words, ask your, 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 your spouse if your spouse has a, a healthier understanding of what is age appropriate. <laughs> this is Kelly. This is Adam. Happy Halloween, everybody. This is Halloween. This is Halloween.